An international physical activity report for school kids has rated us a D for what they call active transport. In other words, we drop our kids at the gate these days. They don't cycle, they don't walk. Only five countries did worse than us. Overall, though, it wasn't, if you look at the study in totality, it wasn't the end of the world given we got a C+, which put us ninth in the world. Now, Professor of Nursing at the University of Auckland, Melody Smith, is with us on this. Melody, morning. Good morning. So overall, at ninth, it's not the end of the world, is it? No, that's right. I mean, I think people do like to, to pick on the negative, but overall we did really well, and particularly... Uh, this, this process was a process whereby we used a harmonised uh, method to rate a whole lot of different indicators. And one of those indicators we did particularly well on, which was organised sport and physical activity. Uh, and we were fifth equal internationally on that. So overall, we did pretty well. And particularly with our organised sport and physical activity, um, you know, we were really at the top of the table there. And also for our government indicator but we really didn't do well when it came to active transport. Good. Could you call us a fit and active country in terms of our kids? I think based on the evidence that we've collated from a whole lot of different national level surveys and our grades, uh, not at the group levels. You know, I, th- I think there's still a lot of room to move there. Okay. In doing it in groups, do we worry that we're missing individual stories? In other words, the kid who runs around anyway, kicking the ball in the backyard? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the problem when, when people are interpreting research is that they'll always have their sort of case study of one where they'll say, well, I do this and therefore those findings aren't relevant to me. But at the end of the day, uh, when we're making decisions around um, perhaps, for example, school-based programs or infrastructure for walking or cycling, uh, we need to bring those other people along with us. So yes, um, Tom or Jane might be getting, getting along just fine, but there's a whole lot of kids who aren't sufficiently active for oh. their health. If we if we made every kid tomorrow walk to school for the rest of their lives, what would it do for the country? Uh, well, there's there's a whole lot of benefits. A, that would be wonderful, but probably unrealistic. And B, there's a whole lot of benefits to kids for getting to school. Actively. Oh no, of course. I mean, would it would it materially change our view? I mean, would we suddenly rocket to the top of the world? Would be be super athletes? I think probably the, the walking doesn't equate necessarily to sporting prowess, I would say. So I think we would be healthier, for sure. We would be healthier, we would be happier. We know that um, active travel is associated with significantly increased likelihood of being sufficiently active for health, so that has mental mm-hmm. health benefits. So, um, so, so you give me some advice as a parent, because I'm going to do the school run today. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and the thing about it is I walked literally every day to school my entire life, and that's what we did at that, you know, at that particular time. And we didn't mm. need cycle lanes and all the other nonsense. We just got on and did it. But my daughter, who I will pick up today, who's in doing NCEA uh, Level 1, she's got a mm. lot of study on. They've got the exams coming up. She would be walking realistically 40 to 45 minutes home. So 45 mm. minutes there, 45 minutes back. That's an hour and a half she doesn't have. Is that a reasonable excuse or not? I think at the end of the day, yes, absolutely. The, the problem is our, uh, our infrastructure and our culture doesn't allow us to do, be able to do that. You know, at the individual level, we need to make these things easier, not harder. So, for example, uh, our, we know that distance thresholds for uh, cycling are much longer than they are for walking. So, in mm. the example of your daughter, if she could get to school safely on a bike, then you know that forty-minute walk turns into a, a less than ten-minute ride, and that's sure. that's sustainable. So, there's all of those sorts of things. I think um, there's always going to be times where uh, it's easier to drive to school, and uh, I think um, you know 
it's my son's birthday tomorrow and I'm driving him to school because that's what he would like. But that's a sort of, you know, it's a special occasion and I think we need to be realistic. Parents are time poor. You know, things like glide time and being able to work from home means that they can actually physically be with their kids, have some good quality time chatting to them along school. You know, there's all of these other things that we need to change. We can't just put it on the individuals and say, well, it's good for you and so off you go. That's just, um, you know, especially in the context of your teenage daughter doing NCA, we know that adolescents in particular are not faring well and they're juggling so much at the moment that, you know, putting another thing on to them um, is probably quite unreasonable. Exactly. Well, she'll be pleased to hear that, Melody. Appreciate your time very much. Melody Smith, Professor of Nursing at the University of Auckland.